everyone, Rob here with something a little different. We don't do a lot of navel gazing on this show. We don't even tell you what episode number we're up to, let alone celebrate milestones or basically much looking backwards at all. But once in a while, I think something comes along that's a bit special and different and forces our hand to look back. That thing today specifically is Doctor Who Am I, a British documentary film about the legacy of the 1996 Doctor Who TV movie, its writer, Matthew Jacobs, and American Doctor Who fandom. It launched for a cinema run in the UK at the end of October and will be getting a home media release at the end of this month, I'm reliably told, and I'll be buying one. But what's the connection to the Doctor Who show? Well, back when we were the Who Wars podcast, now... This is pre-Dave as my co-host and a totally different team of people contributing segments to what I likened to an audio fanzine at the time. One of our contributors, Kate, interviewed Matthew Jacobs. Now, this is back in August of 2015 and Matthew was talking at length about the kind of documentary he was working on. It already had the Doctor Who Am I title back then and all sorts of commentary on the documentary and his background with Doctor Who in general that was interesting then and I think maybe even more interesting now that people can actually see the documentary. The original interview runs about 40 minutes on the Who Wars episode, so what I've done here is made some edits to the original, keeping it pretty tight and mostly just the parts about Doctor Who. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, such as Matthew working on the Disney film The Emperor's New Groove, or working with George Lucas on the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, or later on a Star Wars video game, hop over to our website and search the word Jacobs and you'll find the episode pretty fast. And can I tell you, there's an especially funny story about the first time Matthew met George Lucas, and I smiled when I heard it again today while editing this piece. I've left stuff like that in the original for the diehards among you to search out and dig into. And now, without any further ado, sit back, relax, and hear from Matthew Jacobs seven years ago, but bang on target when it comes to the Doctor Who Am I documentary, which is making the news this month. Enjoy. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about. You've got Doctor Who and Star Wars connections. Let's start with the question, Star Wars or Doctor Who? Oh, I have to say Doctor (laughs) Who. I have to say Doctor Who at the end of the day. I mean, I love the Star Wars world. But um, my my involvement in it is a little peripheral. I merely I merely wrote um, one of the one of the games, Star Wars Starfighter. I have a friendship and I worked for a long time with with George Lucas, so that was very very important to me. But when it came to stuff that means more to me, um, it has to be Doctor Who. Doctor Who was part of my life. You know, at least my conscious life all the way from in 1963 and then when I got the opportunity to uh, you know to write and co-produce a new doctor after it had been away try and set it up as an American show uh, it was like a you know it was like a dream come true so it, that that obviously means more to me so what is your first Doctor Who memory then well my f- First Doctor Who memory, I suppose I've got vague memories of coming home and and uh, 
uh, you know, and we would watch Doctor Who on a Saturday afternoon after doing the shopping, very much behind the sofa kind of memories where it was a pretty scary show. But one of my early memories, my dad was in it. My dad was played Doc Holliday in Gunfighters. And I was a very little boy then. And it was part of a, well, I don't know if I was that little. I, th- I think I was about nine. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Anyway, it was still William Hartnell. And, uh, you know, and, and my dad took me to the studio as a birthday treat. Um, and, and uh, you know, that was obviously that's really ingrained quite vividly in my mind, you know, being there mm-hmm. really with my two, two of my biggest heroes. That was my dad and that was the doctor. So what was the progression then, like from watching the show as a kid and then actually getting to do it as a career? Gosh. Um, (laughs) Do you want my biography? (laughs) I think, well, I think the thing is, is that you have a desire, certainly if you are in a family where the possibility of being involved in creating shows is there from the beginning. My dad was an actor. I think it was very early days, you know, when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12, and I started out as a child actor. Even then, I, I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be fantastic if one day I got involved in making these these things? And, and Doctor, the Doctor was certainly one of those things I imagined myself as being involved in. So I, I think the sort of, tra- you can say the bigger leap happened there when I was started to imagine that this thing could be a reality, could be a possibility. And once you've got that as a goal, then you just keep going toward it. I mean, that's just the way it works. Okay, so let's talk about the movie then. So you wrote and co-produced the 1996 Doctor Who movie with the Eighth Doctor. That's right. Paul McGann's Doctor. Exactly. So what was your initial brief and how was that different than the final broadcast? Um, my initial brief was to bring it to life as a TV movie that could be used as a backdoor pilot, which is which means that the film was being made by the TV movie division at Fox and not by the series division. And if it was very successful, then it stood a chance of being picked up not only by Fox, but also by Universal, and made into a series. And when I was brought on, I was brought on after Philip Siegel had been trying um, for years, for a couple of years, to set up a series at Universal. And he hadn't succeeded as the series, and the writers hadn't written anything, hadn't written stuff that pleased um, both the BBC and Universal or any of the people who were attached at that time. And so I, so they, so then they went to Fox and at Fox, the head of TV movies was a man called Trevor Walton, who I knew from my um, time at the National Youth Theatre. We'd both been actors together and we'd encountered each other at various times and he knew of my work. Amblin, which was sort of peripherally involved, knew of my work. The BBC certainly did. I'd done a few things for them. The only people who didn't really know my work was Universal, even though they'd seen a bit of it via Young Indie. So the door was fairly open. Basically, I got a call. How do you introduce 
Doctor Who to America in general, you know, to the larger American population. There was already quite a considerable fan following at that time. But, you know, putting it out on network TV meant how do you do that? And so my original pitch, which was basically Doctor Who Am I? And the show basically being about the Doctor being regenerated in such a way as he can't remember who or what he is and the show being about him trying to work out who he is um, and only getting so far, that was the original pitch. And then it got built out into Doctor Who Am I once he finds out who he is, then he has to save the world. So I suppose the save the world part, the action part of it, was the bit that was a little different to the original pitch and the first couple of outlines and drafts that I did. First couple of outlines and drafts that I did were much more personal stories relating to the companions and less of the sort of master complex plot stuff, though there was an element of that, obviously. So were you involved in any further stories or outlines if it had turned into a pilot? Well... It was regarded as a, like like I said, a backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm. We were basically, we didn't put together a Bible beyond the Bible that had already been written, but the Bible that had already been written would have been irrele- irrelevant. Everything kind of hinged on the viewing figures and the degree to which the the two networks, um, network and, and production company studio, wanted really wanted to do it. So when we lost the night to Roseanne, we immediately knew we weren't going to be picked up. And BBC at that time were, didn't really value Doctor Who in the same way as they do now or they did later in like 2004 at that time in round in the early 90s the BBC were pretty reluctant even to bring the doctor back so have you kept up with any of the Paul McGann eighth doctor stories since then no not really a little bit here and there but not really i mean after the show wasn't picked up and there was a lot of blame thrown in my direction not so much at paul even though i'd written his character and worked with him and everything like that people people basically said you know when they were finding fault with the show they said the writing was at fault and yes it was a bit of a mix in the second half of the film is a sort of a compromise between many different voices. So I felt a little distant from it and didn't want to go to conventions. So I backed away from that world, really. And also I'd been doing a lot of big franchise stuff. So I was more interested in in pursuing. That was around the time I was really working hard on Emperor's New Groove and on and on other stuff, you know. So 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 I back I backed away from the world of Doctor Who. That was what happened. So as a result, I even when the new show came out, I didn't really watch it until quite recently. Until suddenly they had the fiftieth celebration, and when the eighth Doctor was brought back for Night of the Doctor, I was really touched. I was really kind of pleased that Moffat had 
brought the doctor back and brought our doctor, the eighth doctor back in, in such a sort of vivid and, and in a way, many ways, a very faithful way to the nature of Paul's doctor. So at that point, I started getting interested again and I, and I caught up and watched shows and loved it. Cool. So you wrote the movie in 1996 and then um, you didn't ever go to a con or anything like that until 2015, correct? That's correct. That's correct. And in 2015, I, um, I, I got invited. Initially, I got invited after in sort of like 2014, I was being invited to various things. But the main invitation had come from a tiny little rinky-dink um, convention in Jacksonville, Florida, which ended up backfiring and becoming a mess, basically, because the guy who was running it was kind of a little dubious and he cancelled it and mm. and ran off with the money. And at that point, that was all over the a certain section of the internet. And that was when Sean Lyon, who runs Gallifrey One, contacted me. I had not even really wanted to go to the Jacksonville one, but I've been making these small films recently as I mean a couple of couple of and big animated films, but that I've been primarily making these rather smaller films. And um, one of my collaborators, um, Vanessa Yule, who is a very good documentary filmmaker in her own right and works with me when I'm directing and acting. And we have, you know, we have a good, strong, creative relationship. She turned around and she said, Matthew, there's a real documentary here to be made about you going back into a world. And I said, well, actually, I think there's a documentary here that's really about the American fan and I've of Doctor Who. And I've never seen a film uh, that really goes into the nature of American fans um, and why Americans like the show. So that brings us to the documentary, Doctor Who Am I? Well, Doctor Who Am I, you know, that became, obviously, the, the title is loaded in all different ways. It became basically one of those documentaries where I'm going on an adventure, an adventure that's both a personal one, but primarily um, one of exploration where I'm finding out about the nature of fandom. And, and so far, it's, it's, been, it's been quite a ride. It's really interesting. And the, the five days at the convention were, were fantastic. There were all sorts of in interesting issues that were brought up during those days. We've been filming a little more that explores each of those issues. We've been cutting it. Our aim is to have an interesting feature film that, that speaks not just to Doctor Who fans, but to people who are interested in the amazing growth of the power of American fans. American fans are incredibly powerful at the moment, not just of Doctor Who, but all the other sci-fi and fantasy material that's out there. So what do you think was your biggest revelation during this whole process? Uh, well, I'm not at the end of it yet. Oh, okay. So, so the, I mean, there, there may be more, but certainly when I was in, I mean, and it was a revelation I should have seen coming anyway, um, is you know, I had been quite afraid of uh, facing the music, as it were, and going back to Gallifrey. And uh, I had nothing to be afraid of. And 
you know, you know, fans aren't going to trash you. They're fans and they have interesting stuff to say that goes beyond the show. I think that was the biggest revelation, which is that really these shows are catalysts for something bigger, something that's, you know, that, that, is, that is going on. Um, people like to sort of gather together and exchange ideas. It's community. Um, and the shows themselves, the way in, you know, they're the pathway to a bigger thing, which is um, a sense of community and a bunch of ideas to a degree. I think with The Doctor... It's a sort of kind of a bit deeper than the Marvel characters, I think, with the Doctor, because there's a question behind him and there is an, uh, a sort of, a, un, you know, he seeks to do, he does good, basically, um, and he regenerates. There's almost a sort of theological basis to, to his following that is probably more prevalent, I think, maybe, in America than it is um, in other countries like Korea, China, India, Australia, Britain, all the other places where Doctor is followed. I don't know for sure, but I certainly know that when I wrote the movie and, and I said that he was half human, it's like I was committing sacrilege. Because the film... You know, there will be some Doctor Who stars involved in it, but um, the film is primarily about about the fans. There are like star fans. There are like people who um, who are like number one fans um, for whatever reason there are. Um, but there are also you know the the regular fans, and there are people who are just followers of the show it's really about them that's why it's called an intimate portrait um of of the um you know of the Ameri of the american fan it's about me getting to know a whole bunch of people and them they kind of take over the story um at the moment which is good which is the way what the way it should go well, thanks so much for taking the time. Okay, thank you so much oh. for for um, you know for for interviewing me. Seriously, oh, yeah. it's always nice. And you know, and I want people to look out for Doctor Who. Am I? I think yes. it's going to be something people will want to see. Do you want to tell people one more time, like where they can find you and all that uh, kind of stuff? Um, Doctor Who Am I just that just those words all run together and look for it look for it on twitter and look for its facebook page it won't be hard to find allons-y and may the force be with you you too you've been listening to the doctor show with rob and dave find us online by searching for the doctor show we also love it when you write in. Drop us a line anytime at hello at the dwshow.net.